Welcome to episode 54 of the Midwest Angler Podcast. I'm Scott Sturman, joined by Matt Deitch. Matt, Christmas is over with. Happy New it Year. Is. It is. It's going to be a new year. When everybody's listening to this one, it's going to be a new year. Yep, that's right. You got plans for the New Year uh, celebration? Uh, not yet. Not Kicking that. a few things around, you guys. I don't think we've got anything. Yeah, I don't know. Maybe go up, see a hockey game or something like that. And some oh, yeah. Falls and okay. Kind of hang out after that. I'm not sure yet. You bet. Well, uh, yeah, well, like I said, uh, Christmas is officially behind us, and uh, we've got the new year coming in. Um, and it really wasn't much of a white Christmas. Well, it was whiter here than, than uh, you know, I've got some relatives that, that live down, uh, I don't know, middle Iowa. And they said, you know, about 20 miles south of us, that's where there was actually snow. They didn't. They don't have no snow down by oh, there. Oh, really? So... <clears throat> Yeah, we it's ours is going fast. We've had rain the last few days. Yeah, we uh we've got some weather uh that's that's here right now and and by the time this podcast drops, uh there it'll still be in the area. Uh we've got rain mixed with snow, mixed with sleet, uh with some ice. Yeah, and and, and rain does not do good for the lakes. No, it doesn't right now. It, I mean, <clears throat> people are saying that it's they're still looking all right, so that's good. At least it's not like a big heavy rain. It's been kind of like a steady kind of a on and off kind of sprinkle. So Right. Now this morning, uh, I went over with Lance Vandweird, uh, went over to Lake Bahoya, which uh, for, for the listeners, that's just a small lake uh, 20 miles to the west of us, right on the South Dakota-Iowa border. And uh, we went out there and, and I would say that in most places there was a good inch of water, if not a little bit more sitting on top of the ice a lot of slush you know with the snow that was sitting up there but uh we did drill and i mean i don't think that the integrity of the ice was was compromised at all i mean it's just no just some standing water right it's i don't think like we've talked before i don't think that this rain is going to have an effect on the ice as much as like late in the season if it was late ice this is good hard ice and yeah it's still it's going to be good now just remember don't go out there and be all gung-ho it's still good to check and just right. be aware as you're heading out to a place and I, th- I think the biggest spot and and you know for most people i'm probably just telling them something they already know but the boat ramps right. you know that's where all this water dark you know dirty water with you know mud and whatever mixed in with it all comes down goes right to that spot and and you know when you get that dark any dark color you know, on top of the, the ice there, it, it can really wreak some havoc. So be careful on the ramps, but otherwise yeah. I think once you get out there onto the main chunk of ice, I, I think you're going to be just fine. Yeah. I still think that there's still going to be what there was before we got it. And, and some of the places North of here are getting snow. So I don't know. I think I would have rather had a little bit of snow than the rains. So. Right. Right. The, the worst, it, it'll be interesting to see how this happens. We're getting all this rain and when it finally does freeze, and then all of a sudden we get the snow on top of it. Right. It's going to be slushy. Yeah, yeah, we could <laughs> be in for some interesting uh, travel conditions. but It still seems like it's not affecting the fish and still seems like the bite is pretty good. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> yep. I, I went out there on Friday night, uh, brought my son and his cousin, and uh, Grady whooped up on me. Yeah. <laughs> I think he got four bluegills and I only caught one bass. I was, I spent a lot of my time trying to help his cousin, uh, you know, who had, who had never really ice fished, you know, trying to, trying to help him catch some fish. And he just didn't, didn't exactly understand uh, towards the end. I think if we could have stayed there a little bit longer, the bite was really turning on. And, uh, 
as it always does over at Lake Bohoy as the sun goes right. down. But uh, they were screwing around in the water, and pretty soon their hands are cold and whatever. <laughs> and it's like, oh man, like just came out a little bit too early. But yeah, whatever. That's that's how it goes. Yeah. And, yeah, whatever. At least, I, at I least you get on some fish, yeah. Yeah. Any, yep. na- any nice bluegills, or were they just your average ones? I think Grady did catch some that were, you know, might have been in the nine class. Oh, you nice. Know. I mean, you know, maybe maybe a smidge shorter nine, maybe a little bit over nine. But, yeah, in, in the nine-inch class, and, and, yeah, anytime you're catching those, there ain't nothing wrong with that. Oh, for sure. I mean, that's a great time. It doesn't care how old you are. Yep. Yeah, I was out in South Dakota and uh, got into a good perch bite but nothing big i think my biggest one was probably a little over nine inches so and every once in a while a little little walleye would come through probably about a 10 inch walleye so there yeah. i mean right over by sioux falls it's a lake by sioux falls and uh it it's not no secret because there was all kinds of people there i mean when i pulled <laughs> up it was just like wow for friday it's like man don't any of you guys work or are you all teachers too <laughs> i was like what's going on here <laughs> but yeah but then they all looked at me like who's this crazy cat with iowa plates showing up here yeah well i, I heard the bite was good <laughs> yeah well as i was leaving there was a lot of people out there too so i don't know if there's a good evening walleye bite going on too or what so yeah well yeah like you say either way though whether they're big or not it, it is just good to get out there yeah it was fun i went out there with my brother brant and brant fished, was out there yeah he fished for a couple hours with me before he went deer hunting so it was it he was didn't fun. catch anything did he he caught a couple small perch but i was i was <laughs> whooping up on him you know what he caught him on the perch talker oh my god he put that on he was trying with something else and he's like he went over he's like because he's using my stuff and he's he's like yeah i'm gonna try this i'm like what is it what are you putting on there he's like the perch talker i was like go fish in the furthest hole away from me i don't want you by me with that thing and pretty soon he's like oh oh i'm marking and oh caught one it was i mean it was a little one but i'm like holy buckets i was like if you start hammering big ones on one of those man i go i can't go to shields and buy them out because there's none there (laughs) You know, somewhere there's somebody listening to this podcast right now, like, these guys are not going to talk down on the perch yeah, talk. Yeah, these guys don't know how to fish. Yeah. We've I, just never had any success with it. I don't know. That ain't my deal. <laughs> so, yeah, it was good. It was fun to get out there. How much ice did you have? I was probably like 7 to 10 inches. I mean, there was a lot of ice out good there. Good ice? Yeah. It was a lot of good ice. So okay. Yeah. People uh, on four-wheelers driving around. Okay. Out on Pahoya, uh I would say there was every bit of six, you know, six, seven, you know, in some spots, I'm sure that there may have been a little bit less and I'm sure in some spots a little bit more. But, uh, one of the other things that we were going to talk about today is online ice reports. Yeah. And, uh, we kind of got brought to our attention. Uh, one of our friends on Facebook had wrote, uh, that he had kind of been finding out that people are going online and making fake online ice reports. And people are hopping in their in their vehicles and driving, you know, an hour or two hours, three hours, whatever, to get there and find out that that this ice is junk. Yeah, people have been saying it's like six inches, and when they get there and they check it, it's like two. So, I mean, if if you if if you are a person that's doing that, just to kind of get at somebody, right? You need a new hobby, right? Like, it's that's ridiculous. If you're gonna, I mean, if you're purposely doing that, then I mean, yeah, get out of here. We don't need you. In the fishing community, I mean, we're all in this together. We're all trying to help each other out. I mean, and there is a little bit, I understand, where some people will say, well, you know, get out there and find for yourself. Well, for some people, they're driving for, they're driving, you know, two, three hours. And it's it's not that hard. You're not giving them any, like, secret spots or anything like that by just saying, yeah, we've, we've been finding seven inches of good ice. 
And, but you know, on the other hand too, I mean, that's just a reason why you can't trust people online. I mean, obviously everything online isn't true. Um, but a lot of people might drill something and just look at, look at it and be like, oh yeah, that's six inches of ice. When in all reality, it don't, might only be like three or four inches of ice. Right. I mean, we had that earlier this year when we were on a lake and you were talking to somebody and they're like, oh, there's five inches of ice all the way, good five inches of ice all the way around, you know, everywhere you look. And you put your measuring stick down there and check yourself and there was three and a half. Right. And, you know, and I get it, you know, that there could have been somebody who, who went up into a bay and, and found six inches and, and then, you know, in a different spot of the lake, it was only three and a half. Yeah, that, that could very easily happen. But if, if you're a guy that's, or, or lady that's going online and, and creating fake ice reports just to kind of, right. you know, shove it in somebody's face that, well, you should have gone out and checked yourself. Like, I don't know. I, I don't got any time for you. Not me either. If you're doing it on, if you're purposely doing it, because then it could get dangerous for somebody. Do you, do you have a problem with somebody who goes online and says, Hey, how's the ice at? at such and such a lake i have no problem with that but some people seem to holy buckets that's what i, I mean, mean like a person gets on one of them page, pages say on facebook and types that in there and i mean people come out of the woodwork and they're just go find for yourself you know blah, blah, blah. it's just like chill out everybody i i don't know like it, it's almost mind-blowing to me like why why would that even i i think what most people fail to realize is that if you're scrolling through and you see somebody post something that you don't 100% agree with, the really neat part about Facebook is you can keep scrolling. Right. You can keep scrolling and not even say anything. I know it could be hard, but once you do it like two, three times, then it becomes, then it, easy. Yeah, it becomes, becomes a easier. habit. Yeah. And it's, it goes along the lines of when somebody posts like a picture of them holding the big fish. You know, and it's just like, I mean, you can tell that they're keeping the fish or whatever. I mean, it's just like you just start looking in the comments just to start seeing like, oh, when's it coming in there? Who's going to who's who's going to be the Facebook police today? You know, when some people do it strictly just to get a rise out of people. Right. There was, I, I saw one yesterday, a little kid holding like a I think the guy said it was 28 and a half incher. And and the caption he wrote on the picture was she's going to fry up nice or yeah. something like that. And it was like, Oh boy, right. we are gonna, we're, I mean, and this guy, he's loving it. Like, I mean, he's just he, stirring he, the pot. He's, he's trying to stir the pot. He, he's, you know, writing back to everybody, you know, that, yeah, they, the whole entire thing wouldn't even fit into his fryer at one point, you know? <laughs> and I mean, you can tell all these people are kind of pissed off about it, but yet they don't want to be that guy. And, and it's, it's kind of going back and forth and it's just like, Oh man, like, I don't know, whatever you do what you want, but it, yeah. Oh yeah. I, I saw something on the other day too, that somebody had posted about with keeping a big fish. At least it's only one big fish out of the system instead of some people going in and, you know, going and catching like a limit of four, 13, 14 inch perch and taking them out. It's kind of like some people are like, okay, what's, why is that good? And not, you know, what's, what hurts the fishery more taking all those fish out or taking out that one big fish. So, yeah. And I do think that there is a, you know, I, I think that they say, uh, you know, the 17 to 22 inch fish are, are the, the prime time breeders, right. you know, these 28 inch walleyes or whatever are not, you know, they're, they're, they're from what I understand, they're actually wreaking more havoc on the fishery because they eat so many small fish they, right. they don't not, reproduce as, as much and yep. whatever 
I'm no fisheries biologist, but uh, that's what I read. So yeah. when we get, eventually we'll have somebody on here that knows that stuff and yeah. they'll be able to explain it for us. Yeah, exactly. We we need to get him. So. Right. Uh, no, next thing, Matt. Uh, kind of going of, with the online yeah, stuff. Yeah, with the online deal. Uh, we're not going to mention any names, but no. over the weekend we uh, we witnessed two guides kind of kind of go at it um one of them apparently drilled too close to the other one at least the one thought the other one didn't think Uh, a picture was taken of the other guide and you know something along the lines of uh you know how close this other guide in parentheses uh drilled drilled to you know this guide or whatever and uh you know we we kind of got talking back and forth and and you know what is too close? You know, what, and, and I mean, I think both of us have been out on Miller's Bay on Okaboji when somebody pert near drills right, right next to your shack. I had, I, my dad and I were out there two years ago and we had a tip up out and we're sitting there fishing and it wasn't that far from our shack. Pretty soon here, a truck comes pulling up in between our shack and the tip up and parks and gets out and they start drill. They start, they drilled a couple holes by where we were fishing and they start fishing and it's just like, we can't even see the tip up, so I was finally. I just yelled out there, and I just, I just was just yelled out to him, "Hey, just let us know if our tip up goes out, goes up, will ya?" And they were kind of like, "Oh, oh, oh!" It's like, <laughs> I mean, it's and it's not like it. Like I said, it's not like it was like 50, 60 yards out there. It was, it was, it probably was right on the other side of the truck. Is where it was. Right. So to me, that was too close. Yeah, I was uh, like, "Come on, fellas, let's go." Yep, I, I think we've all been there. I I remember one time on Miller's Bay, and you know, there's a heck of a anybody who knows Miller's Bay knows that you know this is a deal that's you know maybe 350 yards wide by 350 yards wide, and it is not crazy. It, is, it might be a little bit bigger than that, but whatever. It's not crazy to have. 80 to 100 shacks right. out there when it's a, the bite's good and it's and everybody's out it's tight quarters right and i re- i remember one time me and eric were out there and all of a sudden you you kind of hear the ice starting to creak and crack and whatnot and you look out and here comes a pickup out there and he's just zigzagging through the shacks all the way you know he he had his spot he was going to go to and he wasn't going to walk out so he's just going to drive his truck and I, I i mean i kid you not this this truck got so close to my shack if I could have opened up the door, I could have reached out and, and touched it. Wow. I mean, he, he wasn't, he, he wasn't going to park there, but he's just weaving through all these shacks that are all, you know, 10 yards apart. And, and it's like, dude, like, yeah, maybe, maybe you can't drive out today. Like, yeah, you know, right. not, not to that spot, but I, I don't know, you know, I don't know what's right, what's wrong. But, uh, I think when you're fishing a bay, like in a bay like that, uh, I don't, I don't know. I, I would have to see how far 10 yards is, but I feel like, you know, about 10 yards. You, I think, I think a good common courtesy would be, yeah, 10 to 20 yards for sure. I think, um, you know, in a lot of tournaments, a lot of fishing tournaments during the summer, there's a lot of like rules that say you can't fish within like 30 feet or 30 yards of another competitor unless given permission by that competitor and right. stuff like that. I think that, so. I think uh, that NAIFC that Panfish Palooza uh I know that NAIFC it's 10 yards and right. even if you have permission from the competitor it, it's 10 yards like you can't go any closer yeah. or whatever. So I mean I guess I would probably say 
that that's maybe a good rule of thumb just to go with, you know, 30 feet. Um, I don't, I don't know, especially on like a bluegill bite when you're fishing in five, six foot of water. I don't think somebody 10 yards away from you is going to be stealing your fish, you know? Right. I, I just, it's, it's, it's always hard. I guess it's just a common courtesy. I, I don't like to get too close. Like when, if I'm going out somewhere and it's just like, oh, there's some people fishing in like the area I want to fish. And then you get over there. It's just like, well, you just, you kind of get a safe diff- distance away. You don't go right up by them and start drilling. But, you know, if all of a sudden you start talking with the people or something like that and that they don't have a problem with it, then it's just like, okay. I mean, but there are some people that just go out onto a lake and it's just like, well, there's houses over there. And That's they just, where we're going. They just beeline right over there and they just start drilling like right next to the people. And it's just, I don't know, sometimes it gets a little too close. Uh, another one too is, okay, you know, we've talked about people that go out and just start drilling up the whole lake. You know, okay, so you go out and you drill out, say you drill 50 holes, 30, 50 holes, you know, and you got a big old area where they're at, you know, and you're fishing out there and some people come in and they just start fishing some of the holes that you drilled. You know, some people get, I mean, it's like, it's a public lake. Right. I mean, if they want to come up there and drill those holes or fish in those holes, they have every right to. I mean, you can't get mad at them. It's just like if you're hunting on public land and you have a tree stand up and somebody goes and sits in your tree stand you can't go out there and kick them out and be mad because it's public ground they have every right to be in there right well last year when we were out in front of the ritz I, right I, I mean i I think you remember or you know where i'm going with this uh there was what six seven eight of us out there and yeah we probably had 30 40 holes between all of us and we were all just kind of hole hopping around and pretty soon the right. snowmobile comes out and and i'm kind of sitting i would say 15 to 20 yards away from from you know the rest of you guys and the snowmobile comes and parks right in between right in between us and next thing you know two guys hop off and and they're sitting there fishing all these holes that that we had drilled whatever and and then the one guy gets on the phone and, and calls somebody and and starts telling that dude on the phone that we're fishing in their spot like oh, yeah. these guys are really moving in on us and whatnot it's yeah. like dude you're fishing you're, our freaking holes yeah, man like we didn't say nothing those. to you we've been out here for an hour it's we were like, out there for four or five yeah. hours like dude I, I mean and like i wasn't gonna say anything like like you say public lake you know whatever i i don't own that spot i don't own that hole whatever but i mean don't get on your phone and, and call somebody and say yeah and these people whine that we're fishing close to you right like <laughs> hey dude I mean, you might have been out here yesterday, but you haven't been out here all day today, and we're here fishing, so... And he's actually a notable person in the fishing community. Like, right. People know who, who this guy is. Like, I mean, he's he's got a pretty decent Facebook following or whatever. Yeah. I don't know. I'll, I'll tell you this. I wouldn't buy a product for him <laughs> from him now, but... Yeah, it's, it's one of those things. Like, to me, as far as, like, drilling out the holes and doing that, if, they're, if people are actively fishing them, then it's just like, oh, okay, you know... I'm going to stay away. But if, I mean, if they've put their shack up and I happen to be somewhat close to those holes and I've drilled some holes and they're getting close, I might just jump over there and just see what's down there. But I'm not going to be like, oh, I'm just going to go out there and I'm just going to start fishing everybody else's holes that they drilled. But, I mean, you start talking about when you start to drill 40, 50 holes, you're covering a huge part of that Absolutely, area. absolutely. I mean, and, you know, like... I don't know the way I, I know the way I would be. And I feel I, like I know the way you or, or anybody else in our, in our group of guys would be. 
if, if they would come up and be like, you know, hey, dudes, you know, how's the bite today, whatever, and, you know, maybe they had fished there yesterday and, right. and and you know maybe they'd say you know yeah we fished right here yesterday and we were really hammering i'm like oh yeah cool whatever I, I wouldn't even have a problem you know i mean dude drill drill right i mean sit four feet away from me you know i mean whatever right. and, and we can sit and bs all afternoon and and i probably would have bought a bunch of product from this dude just because <laughs> i'm that type of person you know like hey you know we get along whatever but instead uh, i don't know and i've never really I've never, I'm, I'm not going to talk down on this guy, whatever. I'm not going to tell anyone who he was, but I don't know. He rubbed me the wrong way. I'll tell right. you that for free. Right. Don't just come pulling up. And I mean, when you can clearly see that you're like 15 feet away from the rest of us and you come driving your snowmobile or ATV up in between us and park and start fishing some of the holes that we're fishing it's kind of like eh, okay now let's well, not do that yeah like i said like I, I don't even have a problem if you want to fish these holes like but i mean acknowledge our existence like he wouldn't even talk to us him or his buddy wouldn't talk to us they wouldn't even you know look over at us i mean it's kind of like we weren't even there and then start dogging us talking on the phone right nah, dude like i don't know yeah, I've, was, I've come a long ways with my temper, you know, in the past <laughs> few years. But it's, it's just like during the summer when you're out and you're, you know, you're fishing a weed line, say, you're kind of going back and forth fishing it and having success. And then somebody else, they might see a one time catch one or something like that. And then pretty soon here they come up behind you. And it's just like, you might be fishing this 30 yard stretch. And it's kind of like, well, you know, it's like, hey, you're, you know, guys, it's like, come on. Right. I think I mean, we had, I had in lacrosse this year at that bass open it happened we were on a good bite and we had a pattern going and we were fishing this weed line and there was some docks leading up to it and the guy i was fishing with as we're fishing all of a sudden he looks up and he sees another competitor pull up to the docks and start fishing a couple of those docks towards where we were and we'd go up to the start of those docks not fish the docks but start of them and work that weed line there's like a weed bed out there and we'd work that and he saw them coming so he quick he's like reel up and we quick motored over there and just kind of sat there at the end there and fished that spot. And those guys came up there and they were just kind of like, oh, you know. And he kind of told them, he's like, hey, got a good pattern going here. Uh, potential for a good day and stuff sitting up in the top. And these guys were way towards the bottom. And he kind of said that to them. And they're just like, hey, no problem. He goes, I'm not going to be that guy because yesterday we had somebody do it to us. So we're not going to do it. So they picked up their trolling motor and went and it was just kind of like handled it professionally and stuff like that and i mean it, and credit to that other guy he could have been like yeah you don't own this and stuff i can fish wherever i want but he was just like nope yep. you know what it's like so yeah it was interesting when you text me and said hey did you see facebook and yeah i saw I, that and jumped on there and there's about 18 20 comments right away and and then finally the other guy responded on there and then pretty soon it was down, so yeah. figured that was going to happen. Then yeah, I, I took a, I took a screenshot. Yeah, it's. I mean, it is what it is. Like, I don't think in that aspect right there. I don't think that the guy was too close, but I don't know the whole backstory. Maybe they've had history before, and maybe the one guy is out guiding, and this other guy just always follows him around and fishes close to him or something like that. But I don't know. Right now, like. Now we we've talked about how close is too close. Like in a bay, does that does that uh, does that rule in your mind follow the same the same distance if you're out in the basin? 
you know, on a big right. lake? I think actually out in the basin it might be more so because you're out there and you might have found something that nobody else found and people just see you out there so they're just like, yep, yeah, we're going to do out we're going right out to that spot. And well, this, that's the way I feel too, you know, like, I mean, especially if you're after, I think about a lake like Ponset or, or a Spirit Lake or, you know, a West Okoboji, a big, big body of water. And if, and if you're out there, you know, someplace, and, and especially if you're kind of the only person out there, and then all of a sudden somebody comes up and, and, you know, drills within 50 yards of you, and, and there's no one else around, right. you know, and, and the whole entire rest of the lake is wide open, you know, and, and I think that that might've possibly kind of been what, what happened on that Facebook post. Right. I, I don't know for sure. And, and I'm not going to pick sides because truthfully, I don't even care. Right. But, it's uh, just, it just brought up a good talking point about what's, what is too close. Right. But you know, at, at that point in time, you know, especially if you're dealing with some, you know, some perch that are kind of you know, moving around and, and you kind of get yourself into a decent spot and, you know, every four or five minutes, them perch come back through or whatever. And, you know, a guy who's fishing 30, 40, 50 yards away is probably going to get in on the same bite as you, especially if one of these guides is, is scouting for a trip, say tomorrow or, right. or the next day or whatever, you know, is, is trying to find a bite no one else is on. And all of a sudden this other dude comes up, you know, maybe it was an accident too. Maybe that dude didn't even you know, I mean, maybe he was out there the day before and had might have been luck real right in that area. Might have been, you know, but I would certainly think if you're a guide over at Okaboji, once some people kind of start figuring out what kind of truck you run. Oh, what I'm kind sure of that they deal run, with that stuff all the time. Right. And, and yeah, whatever the post Sometimes got deleted, who cares? Right. But. Yeah. It's one of those things. And like you said, it's, you know, it's just, I guess, how do you feel about permanent houses like people being able to you know people get mad when they have a permanent house out there and people come and fish up by their per permanent house well you took your permanent house and you sat it on uh, let's say a good rock pile out on the lake right you sat it down right there and you just have it there to come up and fish it on the weekends and then you get upset when you get there and there's people you see that people have been fishing around it it's kind of like well you set up on the structure i mean it's kind of one of them things too it's a public i mean Right. And, and that would be another thing too, like with, with drilling too close out on the main lake. Uh, if, if you're on a, a very well-known rock pile, or if you're on a very well-known, you know, underwater point or, or a deep weed line or something like that, and somebody comes up and fishes halfway close to you, you know, that's something that anybody could have gone on, on their Navionics or whatever. Right. And, you know, had that spot. If you're out in the dead middle of the basin with no structure, just, you know, fishing, you know, a, a flat bottom and someone comes up and fishes next to you. It's like, you know, you, you had no reason to right to like come well, out here, you know, whatever. Except for the fact that you saw the, this house out here. Right, right. Yeah, you, you saw my ATV and you knew, oh, that's so-and-so come out there. I don't know. Whatever. We're not going to beat that dead horse, but. No, it's just, it, it comes, it comes back to, you know, we're not con we're not you know we try to avoid conflict and all that stuff we're all in this together i mean we gotta look out for each other right stuff like that because we don't want anybody to quit fishing we don't want people to sit there and you know all of a sudden there's an argument between two fishermen and it gets on social media and then people it gives the whole fishing community a black eye so yep exactly and one nice thing about 
with that social media though it was over on spirit lake i saw like a spring hole it opened up somewhere oh and really they were, and they were like a couple of the bait shops over there and some of the guides you know took the gps coordinates and put them on a piece of paper and shared the photo and a lot of people are doing that so people know like you know there's a big hole here don't yeah be I, careful around that area i saw that uh i saw the paper with with the gps coordinates and i thought somebody's gonna think that that's where there's a hot right <laughs> they're just gonna go right there they'd be like there's a big hole in the water yeah, yeah. or in the ice you uh, gotta write on top of it bad ice yeah because some people like we go back to the online reports some yep. people will be like okay it's the gospel yeah it's the truth so all right matt well uh, with this uh being the new year's episode and uh this year coming to a close uh Let's look back on 2019, not 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 with the podcast, but with your own personal fishing experiences. What's the top three most memorable uh, fishing deals that that you had over 2019? Over 2019, I'd probably say obviously uh, number three would uh, probably be finishing runner up in the Angler of the Year for the Iowa Great Lakes Bass Club over there at Okaboji. That was pretty big highlight for me um the number two would be definitely going out to lacrosse and fishing in the bass open uh experiencing that getting to walk across the stage a couple days there and i mean it was just it was a blast being out there and experiencing all that and fishing with somebody from japan and yeah uh, you know somebody from california right so it was kind of cool just to do that and then obviously the highlight would probably be getting a win in the bass club yep. win in a tournament this summer and then it definitely probably the highlight of the 2019 season for me absolutely i mean it was a 2019 was a great fishing year I'm a, a lot of good experiences i yeah. mean all the way from going out to the black hills with you guys in what was that january that we went yep yep all the way through the open all the way through the ice season there some of the late ice that bites that we got on over at Okaboji was a blast. And then, you know, fishing with Chad Loris and some of the guys over there, Logan Lyon, uh, Colby Craninger yep. out there for a day doing that. That was a lot of fun. And then just the whole open water season, a lot of highlights there. And then the early ice so far this year, only been out a few times, but right. it's been, it's been a really good year for me. Ali, when you started off number three with, with, talking runner-up I, I didn't really realize it but yeah you had a hell of a 2019 season like right i mean that was just an all-around i mean yeah i don't know you, you're you, you got back into bass fishing and and you kicked ass all year long yeah, it was it was a lot of fun it, it really got me going and like i've said on here before i got to thank you for that because you you know especially like with the bass open i always kind of hee-ho-hum around stuff and you're like you got to do it you got to do it and you kind of push me to do it and, and then the tournaments too you getting into them kind of made me kind of all right let's let's that, get let's get into this and let's do this you know so. those bass tournaments are a lot of fun like i'm 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 an ice fisherman at heart but i mean i i do got a smidge bit of love now for 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 the open water fishing and i always have but right uh, i don't know that god dang it that was fun and i'd be lying if i said like four percent of me wasn't kind of kind of hope as much as as much as you love ice fishing we all know that deep down inside there you you wouldn't mind grabbing a bait caster and whipping out a chatter bait or something like that right now god dang it that was fun (laughs) well what let's hear yours what were yours i would say uh oh man 
you know, I, I'm I'm gonna go with four. I you don't, don't have to rank them. I just kind of yeah. put them like that. Yeah, just, well, I think that's right. Uh, no doubt. Uh, even even though I didn't fish it and you did that that lacrosse trip, uh, that that was awesome. Like you know, I got well, to you, work. I was going to say you got to work and you got, got to kind of hang out with a bunch of the yeah you behind know, the scenes people. Yeah, talking with you know dudes from Bass Cat and dudes from Mercury and dudes from all these different boat companies and whatnot was just an absolute riot. And I mean, you know, it just. They had nothing better to be doing, and I had nothing better to be doing, so we're just kind of, you know. And you found out a lot of insider information I on did. the whole bass I, and MLF stuff. I going did. On. Like you, I, you knew, you knew the Gerald Swindle thing way before anybody else. I may have known it before <laughs> Gerald, <knew> right? <laughs> no, yeah, I and uh, yeah, well, I, yeah, I said that to you, you like did. that night. I was like, dude. This guy, yeah, like, flat out back. said, Gerald is coming back. He, he he hates MLF, and you know. Yeah, I'm sitting here telling you this type of stuff, and and truthfully, it's not any real information that I actually, you know, knew firsthand. But whatever, it actually came true, so that's pretty cool. Uh, I don't know. Obviously, uh, um, hooked on hard water is, is number one, no doubt in my mind. Um, you know, I'm not going to rank these, but hooked on hard water is number one, and the whole entire experience, that whole entire uh, long weekend that I was out there, I caught my first lake trout. Uh, you know, hitting the ice with all these spectacular dudes. I met a whole bunch of awesome dudes, you know, just, I don't know. It was, it was amazing. Like sitting there BSing with all these guys and the experience that they had, the knowledge I could try to peel off of them. And, and, and then, you know, meeting the boy and, and taking him out fishing. He got his, he got a nice rainbow trout. And, you know, I mean, that's all I really wanted to, you know, once he caught his first rock bass and his first perch is like, Oh yeah, this is great. You know, he actually caught something. And then all of a sudden he hooks this rainbow trout and I'm just praying that he gets it in. We get it in. It was the coolest thing in the whole entire world. And so, yeah, that, that whole entire experience a is, is number one. Number two, no doubt, uh, would be me getting a first place in, in that bass tournament, yeah. you know, doing the whole bass tournaments, uh, you know, whatever the, the first day that, that you bring me out there, you know, all I said was, I just want to weigh a fish. And, and I had my opportunity to bring in my limit, but I, uh, but I brought in one and that's all I really wanted to do. And then after that, I said, well, I just want to, you know, weigh a limit. And I did. And, uh, I don't know, every single tournament, you know, I just kind of kept on getting a little bit better and I started feeling a little bit more comfortable with what I was doing. You know, I mean, I didn't have any bass tackle, you know, I'm stealing out of your tackle box and, and I thank you for that. I mean, you know, still now I, I feel like I'm starting to get a lot of stuff, but, uh, I mean, there's still a lot of times where, you know, I'm like, well, what do you think about this? And, and you're like, eh, probably not. So, you know, I mean, <laughs> You know, I, I got to steal some stuff out of your tackle box and, oh, excuse me, but uh, whatever. Uh, yeah, that whole entire experience all the way across the board, fishing the bass, the bass tournaments was just insane. And and then it, the fact that I actually got a win, I got a first, a second, a third uh, against some really, really good sticks. Oh, for sure. And so, yeah, that, that's got to be number two. Hmm. I don't know. Number three would probably be our Black Hills trip. Uh, just the fact that we kind of went out there and, and Craig had pointed us into the right direction, you know, out on Deerfield and whatnot. But I mean, for all four of us, I mean, we were kind of going into the wild unknown, you know, I mean, right. you know, it, this was nothing that we had ever fished before. We're fishing for species we have never fished before, uh, you know, got a little cabin, you know, 
had full well planned on catching, you know, some perch and some bluegills or whatever we could catch to eat. And, and we did. And, you know, that whole entire deal was, was just really cool. We got, got a little squirrely coming back on the interstate and <laughs> oh, Eric showed his driving skills. Yeah. So I, I would say that might be number three. I don't think <laughs> another one would obviously be Ramrod, uh, taking his sailboat across, uh, uh, <laughs> Ponset. Like Ponset. I wasn't there for that. I still wish I would have seen that. Or if you would have guys got it on video. Yeah, I'll never forget. All of a sudden, I, you know, I mean, this wind is really, really trucking. And all of a sudden, I, I look over at Ramsey's shack, you know, just to kind of see, you know, because I, I think I had even sent out a text like, dudes, like, this is getting a little wild. Like, I think it's time to, I think it's time to head on home. And all of a sudden, that freaking shack ripped up because Ramsey's facing into the wind, of course. But uh, that thing freaking rips up, and I see Ramsey's eyes get as big as watermelons, and, and freaking that shack starts moving. He leaves his rod there. He leaves his flasher there. He, uh, whatever. There's a couple fish on the ice, and, yeah, he rides that sucker. Had to be well over a half mile all the way across Lake Ponset. And so, yeah, that, that, that was pretty funny at Ramsey's expense. But uh, that would probably be one of my top five experiences, too. I don't know. There, God dang it, there's a lot of stuff. It is. Like, you know, when you start reflecting back on it, it's it was a really good year all the way around for yep. us. Yep. I mean, everything from our fishing experiences to everything on the podcast here, all the guests and all that stuff. I mean, yep. getting to go up to the Ice Institute and work up there for Cold Snap. Absolutely. And, no, it'll be interesting to see what 2020 brings down the pipe. Uh, you know, obviously, if you guys are listening, we didn't have a guest today but with uh you know with new year's and with christmas i mean people are just they're just playing out busy and uh right i mean we can't uh we can't ask them to give up an hour of their time with their family you know the uh, kids are at home from school everything else and and you know i mean this is the time where you got to spend some time with your family while you can and uh so yeah we we just elected not to really reach out for an interview uh this show but I'm telling you, we've got a couple people who, who over the last couple weeks I've reached out to and they said, you know, Hey, talk to us at the beginning of January, then, then we can. And I mean, we've got some big names. I'm I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna spill the beans right now, but big names and and yeah, they're going to be good episodes. So, uh, yeah, I guess with that, um, I don't know, unless you got something else, Matt, we'll uh, consider that a wrap on episode 54 and no, that's it for 2019 on to 2020, 2020. 2020 vision, 2020. Clear eye, clear sight. <laughs> yeah. All right. We'll see you guys next week. See ya.